What would life look like if our good intentions were inspired enough, empowered enough, and challenged enough so that all those dreams became real, tangible good in the world? On Practice Good Podcast, you will find authentic stories, challenging conversations, and real responses that will inspire, empower, and challenge your social impact journey. But this isn't all. Good business and good programs and good social enterprise are only as good as the health of their leader. And on this podcast, we will pay special attention, not only to the good that we give to the world, but to the good that we live within ourselves, our soul care. Welcome to Practice Good, a podcast for change makers. I'm your host, Shiloh Kashima, practitioner of good, pastor, and mom of two spicy Nigerian littles. Get ready as we turn your good intentions into positive change. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Practice Good Podcast. I am Shiloh Kashima, your host, and I cannot wait to talk about the things we have for today. I am going to be super laser focused today and get right to the point and just tell you some really, really good news. So many of you have been contacting me and you've been asking, Shiloh, where do you get all your resources? Like, where do you learn all this stuff? Where is it coming from? Is there any way I can get more of this stuff? So I want to spend some time sharing with you today some of my favorite resources, both that I have discovered on my own and that I have discovered through my graduate studies, my doctoral studies, and even my undergraduate studies. So let's get started. Let's talk about strategic planning. Now, we've talked a little bit about, we've referenced this a little bit in the past. Um, So I have mentioned this book to you before, but I want to talk about it one more time. It's called Strategic Planning for Nonprofit Organizations by Michael Allison and Jude Kay. This is a really, really insightful book. It's got a DVD in the back that gives you all kinds of forms and things you can fill out just to follow along. It really acts as a framework and a textbook for strategic planning. If you're not quite sure what strategic planning is, it's essentially a business plan for nonprofits. And oftentimes businesses have them as well. You look sometimes five years out, 10 years out. And during COVID, you might only want to look a couple years out or even a few months out. The point about it being strategic is that it looks high level and it looks far into the distance. It helps you stay on track with your missional activities, the methods, the programs, the tactics that you take, your marketing, your PR, all those different items. So that is an excellent book. It is a book that um, it was required reading for my master's in public administration at New York University Wagner School of Public Service. So it is a excellent book. If you are looking to grow in your ability to write business plans or strategic plans, that is an excellent place to start. I've also referenced several different things in terms of vision and mission. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick book that I think is really great. It's called The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. Very, very good. It's not going to break down mission and vision statements, but it is going to give you a very high level understanding of the importance of vision and why it's necessary in leadership. So I really recommend that. Michael Hyatt is incredibly inspiring, and I think you'll really, really benefit from his work. You can also get a lot of free resources online, a lot of different insights. The one thing I will kind of warn you about is that there's a lot of different opinions about mission and vision. 
not all of them are correct. And so you really have to filter who is talking and what their credibility is. There's also a lot of really excellent organizations that don't have great mission and vision statements. So don't just take another organization's as a template when you're not exactly sure what the purpose is to begin with. If you are confused about mission or vision statements, or this is your first time really learning about them, I would encourage you to go back to our episode on mission and vision statements, and we really break down how to create a mission and vision statement, what they are, and we kind of workshop several different mission and vision statements so you can kind of see what works and what doesn't. There are a lot of other books out there, a lot of other resources. In terms of fundraising, which is really appropriate for the nonprofit world, I would encourage you to start with this book called The Spirituality of Fundraising by Henry Nowen. It is a very small book, but it was the book that really changed my mindset. I used to really struggle with talking about money or asking for money from anyone for any cause. And even though I knew that the work that I was doing was powerful, I hated fundraising. I hated asking for support. And this book helped turn my mindset around. It helped me realize that asking for money is not about begging for people. It's not about being a moocher or being annoying. It's about inviting people with resources to utilize their resources in a way that engages them in a bigger picture for their life. And that is very inspiring. Believe it or not, people with money often want to give. They want to give to great causes. And not only that, they're incentivized by the government to give to good causes. They have to write off things at the end of the year. So if you're not asking, then you're not getting. And if you're not getting, that means there's people with money that they're ready to give away that you are missing out on. So definitely get this book. It's super small. If you have a team, I would encourage you all to read it. It is excellent. There's a lot of really, really good fundraising books out there, but I would just start with that one. There are also several different resources on starting a 501c3. One really great kind of workbook is NOLO. It's It stands for something, which I'm actually not even quite sure. I just always would go to Barnes and Nobles and pick up. There's like, it's kind of like, um, have you guys seen the books that are like technology for dummies, Google for dummies, painting a hat backwards with, you know, basket weaving for dummies, right? All these different things. NOLO is kind of like that. It is all these different types of business how-to and tutorials, and they really break them down even by state and region. They have some on 501c3s, and also now there are other different organization types, a B-type corporation, um, you can do an LLC, different types of, or sole proprietor, um, depending upon what your needs are. I would head to Barnes & Noble's, pick out one of those, something that's up to date, make sure you look at the copyright to see if it's the newest version, and then you will also have to probably go to your local government or county website just to find out the specific details in terms of documentation. But there's a lot of really good help. There are organizations that actually do that kind of stuff for you. Um, But if you don't have the resources, I would say start with the book and also check out different types of blogs, podcasts, and things like that. 
In addition to these items, there are so many more. Grant writing, there's a lot of different grant writing resources. The very cool thing about grant writing is that you can often find great, helpful, insightful workshops online. Usually they're not free, but for a small amount, you can take a grant writing course and literally do grant writing freelance if you wanted to. It doesn't take a rocket science a rocket scientist. I said a rocket science. I don't even know what I was saying. (laughs) It doesn't take a rocket scientist. It's really about reading the instructions really well, answering the questions very clearly. Oftentimes, the biggest thing that disqualifies organizations from grants is simply their lack of following instructions. People get very wordy, they write long narratives, and then they forget to answer the actual question. As soon as a question is not answered, uh, grant, grant organizations, foundations, philanthropies just throw them out. Oftentimes, they won't even tell you why. They will just throw them out. If it's confusing, if it takes a lot of work, they have lots of other grant proposals in line, grant applications, and they are not going to waste time going back and telling you what you did wrong. Most often, you will never know. So definitely take a grant writing course and make sure that you really understand how to follow instructions. It takes more than a great writer to do grant writing. Make sure that you build a great team. Now, a lot of you guys are kind of looking at starting your nonprofits, your social impact, or even your good business. Some of you are in the middle of leading. And either way, they're both great, but you have to build your team well. One of my favorite books on really working with volunteers is called The New Breed by Jonathan McKee. He is awesome because he really takes this old approach of asking volunteers to come out from three to five every day to make copies and staple, you know, packets. And he really tells you how the new volunteer really wants to be engaged. And often we look at this idea of like the millennials, you know, Gen Z, Gen Y, they just don't want to give. Nobody is, you know, nobody wants to invest. Nobody wants to serve. And the reality is they do. And if you don't think they do, it's simply because you are not connecting with them on their level. People are wanting to engage these days in a level that says, I am a part of something bigger. And we as engagers of volunteers have to do more than just find projects and tasks for them to do and busy their time with. People are done with that crap. They want to invest in something that makes them feel like they're using their life for something bigger and changing the world. So let's make that happen. Take your volunteers and sit down with them. Get to know them before you enlist them in a project. Ask them, what are their skill sets? What are their strengths? What's their personality? What do they love? Where do they see themselves in 10 years? What are, their, what are they currently doing? What is working for them? What is not working for them? And then develop something based on your keen listening skills that meets their purpose and their objectives in life. If people feel fulfilled in their giving, they will come back for more. Because when they feel fulfilled, not only are they giving, but you are giving to them, which is mutually empowering. So definitely check out the book, The New Breed by Jonathan McKee. It is so powerful. 
And I want to share with you something that I have mentioned before, but I'm constantly going to bring these guys up because I'm so impressed with what they did and I cannot believe that they did it before me. (laughs) This is an idea I had years ago and didn't even know this organization existed until I found them. It's called the TaprootFoundation.org. Taproot Foundation. They're based in several large cities. They started in San Francisco and essentially they take people who work in all different fields. They take they take people who work in business, take people who work in marketing, lawyers, um, all different kinds of things, uh, advertisers, PR people, politicians, anyone who basically is kind of like, I really want to give back, but I don't know how. And I don't just want to show up and like fill bags of candy for trick-or-treaters, you know, at the homeless shelter. I want to do something more. Oftentimes, people are enculturated to make money, and then it isn't until later in life that they realize they want to give back. Maybe they hit a midlife crisis. Maybe they realize that all this money and all these chasing things isn't fulfilling. Maybe they've just realized that they're struggling with depression and they need to live for something bigger than themselves or give to something bigger than themselves. Whatever the cause may be, whatever the reason may be, Taproot Foundation is excellent because these types of professionals can come in, can say what their gift is, what their strength is, what they'd like to do or how they'd like to use that. And then the Taproot Foundation creates a grant, a not a money grant, but a a physical, like tangible grant where nonprofits within a certain zip code can apply for, look at all the grants and they can apply for a grant that they need. And the nonprofit or the social impact that wins that grant is matched with the person who, the, the, the person who gives that service to them. So essentially it becomes like a social enterprise where you take people who are funded by another organization in their expertise and you utilize them as resources for underfunded projects or service-based projects that don't necessarily have a revenue stream. It is a phenomenal idea. And I sometimes just go to their website just to peruse because it's so freaking amazing. So there's tons and tons of things that in terms of team building that I'm sure you can find all kinds of YouTube videos, all kinds of things that you can take and um, create and craft and tailor to your culture and your audience, even in terms of diversity and inclusion. Oh my gosh, I just found a great resource online for diversity and inclusion and I was able to tailor it to my own audience at our office. And we had an incredible time doing this team building activity. Actually, let me just tell you a little bit about it. I need to look up where I, where I learned about it from and what um, company it was with, but basically it was about buying privileges. So your assumption is that you have none of the privileges that are listed on this piece, piece of paper. So the piece of paper has about 20 different privileges. Your, you have none of them. And you have small teams, you talk in your team uh, about the different privileges, and you decide which of those you want to buy. Now, every team is given a different amount of money, and all the money is $100 bills, and each privilege costs $100. They have a certain amount of time to talk about it, argue about it, decide what privileges they will buy. 
It was a very interesting activity. We put people in groups that were all different colors, cultures, backgrounds from different languages. And I watched as people had conversations about what privileges were most desired. And what we found is some people didn't even believe that the things on the paper even existed. Uh, One of the comments was, or one of the privileges was that I would like to go to a doctor or a lawyer and not have to worry that I'm getting adequate service because of my skin color or accent or whatever that is. And there was a huge discussion around this even being an actual issue in reality. So it was very eye-opening. There were a lot of lessons learned. And in the end, uh, we had a really great time as a team growing and connecting and learning to hear one another and advocating for ourselves and speaking out. So that was really powerful. You can find some really, really good team building items online and just tailor it to the needs of your organization. But make sure you're doing that because it's really, really important that you're pouring into your team and building them, not just having them meet goals create programs, lead programs, lead volunteers, and they're pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, and they're not receiving anything themselves. I also wanted to tell you some fun things that I have found in terms of technology. There's all kinds of different resources. You've got Trello for team project management. You've got Thinkific for creating online courses, Canva for doing some very simple graphic designs, using templates for different types of documents, social media, all those kind of things. And now they've even um, kind of verged over into the video category as well. You can use MailChimp, ActiveCampaign for emails. You can use Infusionsoft for funnels. There are all different kinds of of resources online that you can use to increase your impact, your awareness, and your influence online. In addition, you want to be specific with your social media marketing. There is a lot of great books out there. You can read a book called Made to Stick by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Excellent book on social media marketing. I cannot recommend that more. I'm not going to tell you much about it, but I'll let you guys go figure that out yourself. Amy Porterfield is also a huge resource. Amy porterfield.com. She's excellent. However, she's kind of years, maybe even a decade into her journey on social media marketing. And what I have found from some people is that it can be a bit overwhelming because she's so far down the road. One of my personal favorites is my very good friend, Rachel Ungom. She um, teaches people how to make money online and often specifically through Pinterest, which is usually a very untapped resource for people like us. So go to www.she'smakingandimpact.com and read all about the different options you can participate in with her as well. You're going to want to check out social media scheduling options as well. There's Buffer and Meet Edgar and all different types of things that will really help you get organized with your social media marketing. Nonprofit management is a whole other ballgame. Like people go and get degrees on this stuff, <laughs> like me. Um, one of the greatest books that I've read is Managing the Nonprofit Organization by Peter Peter Drucker. He's excellent. Um, this book will inspire you to grow in your nonprofit management skills and really help you get to the next place. 
I've mentioned this one before, but I'm going to give it to you again because it's so amazing. It's called Culture Wins by William Vanderblumen, and he is phenomenal. His little tiny staffing organization has won national awards for their organizational culture, and I really, really enjoyed his book. I had that on Audible, and I would listen to it every day on the way to work, and it inspired me to create a place and a space for my team to thrive, not only professionally, but personally. Don't forget with nonprofit management, you can also look at different local universities and see what their kind of continuing education programs are. Oftentimes you can find online courses that don't take too much time. It does cost a little bit of money, but you can get certified in things like this that will really help give you an overarching understanding of how to be a better nonprofit manager. One last thing I'd like to mention in terms of nonprofit management is a great resource called the Stanford Social Innovation Review. Get on their email list. They have lots and lots of great items, lots of articles, lots of different courses. If you work for an organization that will pay for you to do um, professional development, this is an awesome opportunity to engage in some of the content and materials they offer. I'm so excited about this area in social entrepreneurship. There is so much good stuff out there. I love social entrepreneurship because it really takes nonprofit out of the box and it also takes for-profit out of the box. There are some really great resources. You can get a network of people, um, of Ashoka people. They are just a phenomenal group of people that are creating content, materials, challenges. They've got fellowships, all kinds of things at changemakers.com. Definitely learn what that's about. Head over there and see. You'll get all kinds of bios on young changemakers. You'll get all kinds of things that will inspire you to think out of the box and really impact the world in a way that you hadn't thought of before. There used to be this magazine called Good Magazine, which I was super infatuated with when I was younger. They don't have a physical magazine anymore, but they do have a website called good.is. Um, and I would recommend it to anyone. They've got great guides. They've got handy materials. They've got all kinds of workshop worksheets and um, different kinds of resources for you to learn more about how good can be brought into the world. You can also look at ink.com, which is great. You can look for, even in terms of funding your social entrepreneurship, you can look for different venture funds that are also awesome out there too. Just search venture funds for social enterprise and you will get lots of different things. You might also see some competitions where you can win award money, which would be awesome. Awesome. Don't forget leadership and stuff. Like there's a lot of great books on leadership. There's a lot of great videos. Head over to TED Talks. Look up some John Maxwell. He's going to rock your world. And don't forget also to be inspired. And this is the last thing I'm going to talk to you about. And it's a great note to end on. There are so many books that I have read that literally keep me at the end of my seat. And I'm just going to tell you a few that have really changed my life. Mountains Beyond Mountains by Tracy Kidder is so powerful. It is about Paul Farmer, who um, he helped 
Oh my gosh. Wait, I'm not even going to tell you guys. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you. If you trust me at all, you will get the book. If you trust me at all, you will get the book. You will not want to stop reading. It is excellent. It is powerful. It is life-changing. Also get the book Blue Sweater, Bridging the Gap Between the Rich and the Poor in an Interconnected World by Jacqueline, and I'm going to butcher her last name, Novogratz. Novogratz. Basically, she wrote a book about her choice in her life to go non- the nonprofit route to change the world or to go the for-profit route to change the world. And she decided to take the for-profit route to make a ton of money and then to invest in nonprofits who've been doing the work for decades, who are trusted in the regions they're in, and to utilize her resources to impact the world in a greater way that she could if she had just opened a nonprofit and basically been low income <laughs> all her life. She is a great, great person to learn from. I read her book and it changed my life. And seriously, I have so many more, but I'm just going to end with this one because it's so freaking good. Parker Palmer. Oh my gosh. Let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer is the grand finale of today's episode. Legit grand finale. His book is so powerful. It is super teeny tiny. It's so funny because it is an optional reading for my doctoral program. I read it in my undergraduate studies. I reread it uh, when my daughter was about nine months old, and it made me realize that I was doing the wrong thing in my life. And I really had to come authentically and look in the mirror and say, who am I? What am I doing? And what am I participating in? What is me? What am I gifted in? What are my strengths? And what am I spinning my wheels doing that I'm not getting anywhere because I don't have strengths in that area? It is such a powerful book. It's a very short read, but I'm telling you, if you're anything like me, it will change your life. (laughs) Don't you guys love that you get all the the nice singing skills that I have? And uh, I, I did take voice lessons when I was a kid, but that's that's all you got today. That's all you get because um, at the end of the day, if you haven't had voice lessons since you were like 12, it shows, but you can enjoy some kind of off-key <laughs> notes. If you enjoyed today, if you were like, man, I couldn't even write down these resources fast enough and I am going to have to re-listen to this pause. You don't have to. No, no, no. You can head to www. Isn't that funny when people say www? That's so like 1992. Let's try this again in a 2020, maybe 2021. We're going super modern here. If you would like more, head to practicegoodwithshiloh.com. That is practicegoodwithshiloh.com. <laughs> And there you can sign up for this resource guide. I only went through about 50% of the resources in this guide, but it gives you every single one of these literally listed in a way that you can just look up what you want, get what you like, and keep the rest for a rainy day. So head over to practicegoodwithshiloh.com, put in your first name, your email address, and we'll get you hooked up. You will also be connected to any emails or communication I send out as of right now. I've got nothing, but you'll be first in line for what I do have. So head over there, 
What I love about this is we will be able to stay in better contact and I can reach out to you and say, hey, I'm thinking about this episode or this episode. What do you like better? And you can respond to me and give me insight and we can be a real community. I like that I get to talk to you, but I love to hear from you. So I'm super excited. If you do have questions, thoughts, ideas, um, anything that I can help you with, you can also email me at hello at practicegoodwithshiloh.com. So that's hello at practicegoodwithshiloh.com. And if you don't know how to spell my name, it's S-H-I-L-O-H, H at the end. I am so excited to have spent today with you. I feel like these resources are some of my absolute favorite. They've inspired me. They've challenged me. They've helped me grow. And I cannot wait for them to do the same for you. If you are starting some type of social impact, social enterprise, nonprofit, if you are leading something, I would love to hear from you. Tell me your story. I want to know what are you doing to create change? What are you passionate about? What are you advocating for? What are you looking for in this podcast? What do you need? What can I help you with? Email me. I would love to connect with you. You can also head to Facebook and we have a group there called Practice Good. So just look up Practice Good in the groups section and you'll get connected to our community. Everybody's awesome there. We have almost 2000 people on there and you can totally join the conversation. You can add conversation, ask questions to other people who are like-minded. Would love to hear from you. We also have a Facebook page. It's practice good podcast and you can head over there and also keep up to date with any information that we have for you. So I hope this is helpful, you guys. Let me know. I cannot wait to hear from you. If you like today's episode, if you're loving this podcast, make sure to review. Uh, Leave a little sentence or two. Let me know what you think. Um, Put a star. I think you can, when you highlight the stars, one, two, three, four, five on iTunes. But most importantly, would you share it on your social media? If this has touched you at all, do the world a favor and let someone you know is trying to change the world or bring positive good into the world, which is so desperately needed right now. Share this with them. Do them a favor. Let them know that this is something that's impacted your life and you think they'll really love it. And I would love to meet them. So thanks for hanging out with me today. I cannot wait to see you next week.